Thanks, June. Okay, so um, Ruth and I and a few others have been doing Children's Holiday Club this week, which is why I think this has been on my mind, the idea of legacy. Um, And this just happens to be our lectionary reading for today as well. So this second letter to Timothy, where we are, it's likely Paul's final letter. And we don't know exactly when or how he died, but you can see that as the end of the letter approaches, he hints again and again that his death is approaching. So um, we know that Paul faced death many times at this he's faced death many times at this point. So he's already developed a, a strong kind of theology around his own death. So if you remember that um, part in 2 Corinthians where he says he's uh, been flogged five times, he's been beaten with rods three times, he's been stoned, he's been shri- shipwrecked three times, he's spent a night and day in open sea, he's been constantly on the move, in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from his fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers, etc., 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 and faced daily pressure, the pressure of his concern for all the churches. So this is a man who um, was incredibly intelligent, had great status, could have made his career as a Pharisee, and he became a tent maker for the love of Christ. And you can see him in this passage in 2 Timothy, kind of tying up the loose ends of all his personal affairs, his relationships, he's giving final little reminders to the church about sound doctrine. And you can imagine him kind of scribbling down various things he meant to ask, like the request for his cloak and so on. And we can tell that he's feeling somewhat vulnerable and maybe a little lonely. He desires to be reconciled to Mark, who he fell out with a little while ago, um, and he's ready to consolidate some of his scrolls, his great gift to the church. So hold that thought. The gospel reading in the lectionary today is John 19, 17 to 30, which some of you will recognize straight away as the crucifixion. Um, but something I love about John's version of these events is that part that we had read to us from 25 onwards, where Jesus is on the cross and he sees his mother Mary and he sees John standing nearby and he gives them to one another to be each other's mother and son. And then it says that knowing that all was now completed, he says his final words and gives up his spirit. And of course we know that that wasn't the end of the story for Jesus. And we know that this isn't the end of the story for Paul because he too has the hope of the resurrection of the body, and that was the crux of his faith. He mentions it all the time. But things were about to change forever, and we shouldn't pretend that death is nothing. But what an amazing picture of Christ has done. That little moment where he declares um, John and Mary, this unrelated man and woman, father and son. It's a picture of what he is doing for all of us, reconciling us to himself, and to one another with his death and resurrection. And what an amazing thing he does with Paul. He makes a Jewish Pharisee who had persecuted and murdered Christians the chosen apostle to the Gentiles. Um, And I feel like throughout this term at Tuesday lunchtime services, we've been doing um, Acts and all these letters from Paul, and this is the thing that keeps coming up over and over again, is Paul's vocation to the, gen- the Gentiles, his urgency, his dedication, um, like 
this moment where Christ appeared to him and saved him and gave him this commission seems to be like the thing he just keeps coming back to. Um, And even as his death is drawing near, as he's already starting to be poured out like an offering, he's still convinced um, that through him the message will be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. Elsewhere, he puts it a bit more poetically when he says, um, I want to know Christ, to know the power of his resurrection and participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus Christ took hold of me. And before Paul was sent like this, before Jesus Christ took hold of him, there had been hints and whispers and rumors in the scriptures that one day the grace of God would be extended to all people everywhere. But the actual physical act of that really begins with Paul. And by the time of his death, the small house churches scattered across Europe and Asia Minor. So Philippi, Ephesus, Corinth, Galatia, Rome, Thessaloniki, Colossae, all these little house churches starting to spring up. And they're a persecuted minority, and they have no military power. They don't even have the Bible at this point. The church is tiny, and um, there's no kind of certainty in world terms that it's going anywhere. But Paul had faith that all the Gentiles would hear the message through him. He wrote some notes at the beginning of a song that someone else would sing. He planted seeds in a garden he would never get to see. And two billion of us in the world are his legacy. And the legacy of Peter, and the legacy of Phoebe, and the legacy of Lydia, and all the saints and sinners down the years. You and I are part of that legacy, the gospel being spread, the scriptures being translated, tradition dynamically preserved, etc., We are the inheritance of Christ and the joy for which he endured the cross. And um, when you kind of look at Jesus and then Paul and then all the the kind of communion of saints down the years, you start to see a kind of common theme in their prayers. What they prayed is that we would be one, the church would have unity, that we would keep the faith, or it says in this verse in the Greek, be faithful. Um, I don't think we all necessarily have such a specific or dramatic um, call as Paul did um, to make sure all the Gentiles in the world uh, hear the gospel. Um, But I hope you are comforted uh, that Paul went ahead of us and he found to give up your whole life to Christ was worthy. Even at the end of his life, he considers it worthy. And uh, may you also give up the chance... Um, of writing your own story for a part in the great narrative of God's redemption, the legacy of Jesus. Amen.